Good afternoon. Happy Thursday. All right, so we're having a couple t technical difficulties here because there is some extreme lag in my voice box. It's really freaky. Hmm. Let me know if, if, if is audio weird on the uh, over the radio 402-464-5685, the Honda Lincoln hotline. Starter Heyman text line. Let me know if you guys are having a tough time hearing me. 402-464-5685, the Honda Lincoln Hotline, Starter Heyman text line. Both those open for you. I think we have the I think we have the issue figured out. Button was pushed on the on the board that's not usually pushed. Nick Sander, Jake Bachoven with you as normal. Um for the week. For normal the week. as the week. Yeah, normal as the week. Uh and by the way, you said happy afternoon. It's six hours before noon, Nick. <laughs> Holy smokes! Did I say good afternoon? Yeah, it's it's morning. I Holy think it's morning. Smokes! This I I tell you what my my schedule this week has been messed up in, in a good way. Uh, appreciate you guys. Okay, sounds fine. You're good. Sounds good on the radio. Sounds fine. It's morning, by the way. Um, thank you. <laughs> okay, so it, I I must have said uh, I must have said afternoon, Bach. That's my bad. Uh, I think I'm so used to the whole. Um, Ha good afternoon. Welcome into the happy hour. Oh, yeah. That, uh, I, I say a lot of times, good morning, uh, or good afternoon. Welcome into to early break. <laughs> it uh, happens. I want to hear from you guys the entire um, lot of lot of stuff to uh, talk about today. 402-464-5685, the Honda, Honda Lincoln Hotline, Sarder Heyman text line. Both those open for you guys the entire show, as well as the Sarder Heyman Jewelers video stream, Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, and Twitter. All right, so we're two days away, Bach. We are two days away. We get just got asked this question. Morning, guys. Do you guys know who all received black shirts? And we talked about it a little bit yesterday, but it really feels like the pot was being was stirred up a little bit more as the day went on about this whole black shirt thing. All right, so Huskers received their black shirts. Um, we do have some Eric Shenander bites about the, the black shirts that we can uh, play here for you guys in a couple seconds here, but... Um, I guess I'll ask you, Bach, right out of the gate, and I want to get your guys' thoughts. 402-464-5685. How big of a deal is it that only nine black shirts were given out? Uh, immediately, um, it seems like all the starters on the defensive side of the ball received a black shirt outside of O'Shawn Mathis and Tommy Hill. And we knew going in, because the staff has talked about it, that they're going to be hesitant right out of the gate to give black shirts to newcomers. They're going to be hesitant to give black shirts to newcomers um, and, and they've kind of explained that and why they believe that that's the right way to, to kind of operate. But they don't give them to O'Shawn and Tommy Hill. That kind of thing seems to be the other two starters that didn't receive a black shirt. And when they came out, like it didn't really bother us. Like It didn't bother me, at least I should say. Yeah. I, I don't know about you, Bach. Um, it was more surprising that a guy like Colton Feast and, and Marquise Buford got it. Be it you look at the body of work and the, and how many years they've been within the program and you kind of understand why. And, and, and Derek, Eric Shenander talked and explained why Marquise Buford and Colton Feast both got one. Um, and we can get to that here in a moment, but I guess I'll just ask you a general question, Bach. I, I, did it bother you that they didn't give one to every starter? 
It didn't bother me. Um, you know, obviously, I, it, it's easier to defer to uh, Terrell Farley in the afternoons, who, who has said that he'd rather see the whole unit have one. He think that's he thinks that's more of the idea is um, they go out there as a unit, all loving having black shirts. Um, but for me, I understand where they're coming from. You know, we, we've seen different coaches and different approaches to this over the years, and uh, at this point, they want to see. Uh, they, they just, you know, they've, they've left it out there that they want to have you have to earn it in a Nebraska uniform. So they got to know what you prepare like. They got to know what you look like on game day. Um, I find it a little bit odd because <laughs> at least Oshan is probably the most proven college football player as far as, you know, high end. Um, you might have your two best defenders right now without a black shirt, to be honest with you, because Tommy Hill's been getting a lot of praise. Again, I, I'm kind of in the wait-and-see mode with him. I've, I've heard comparisons to Cam Taylor-Britt. Those are big shoes to fill, um, so we'll kind of see there. But uh, that that is the odd part about it is that, um, you know, it might be your two best defenders that don't have it right now that's starting there. Um, but I... I, I won't say that I'm overly bothered by it just because I think that after this week's game, I don't think it's going to affect either of them. I don't think it's yeah. going to affect this week's game. And then after this week's game, I believe that both of them will receive their black shirt. It's just kind of a formality thing. They want to see them in scarlet and cream before they, they award them a black shirt. And Eric Shenander kind of talked about it a little bit yesterday. Uh, they We got to hear from Mark Whipple and Eric Shenander yesterday. And, and Shenander had this to say about just because you're a starter doesn't mean that you just automatically get a black shirt. Yeah, just because you're a starter doesn't mean you get one. Um, you know, and some of those guys, um, you know, have probably earned the right to be out there first in the starting lineup or in a package right now. Um, we just thought that, you know, a guy that's been here for a year or two and this is his first start, it's a little different than someone that just transferred in. Um, you know, and we want to see him react in situations. We've seen most of those other guys in a game, whether they're the starter or not. We want to see how these guys react in the game. We want to see how they you know, play with their teammates, how they operate with the coaches. We just want to see them one more time live before we make that final decision. I think the bigger question here, Bach, is, and somebody said this, um, Ross, Ross said this on the text line, 402-464-5685. I'm not sure what the standing tradition is. And I think that might be a good way to put it, where nobody knows, and it changes from staff to staff, right? It changes how they give them out, how they distribute them, What's the what's the standard that they feel like? What allows a guy to earn a black shirt? Like all that changes from each staff. But if anything, I, I feel like this staff and Eric Shenander have started to get back to the mentality that it used to be. Not saying that it went away from it with Bo Pelini, especially with Bo Pelini being a kind of a defensive-minded guy to begin with. But and, and you obviously have the the defenses of the two thousand nine times and, and oh, yeah. with Levante and Prince and and all those guys too obviously, but I think that when you talk about um, when you talk about standing tradition, we can't necessarily speak on it, but I also know that there's nothing wrong with holding back a couple if you don't number one if you don't think they have the right mentality because I think it's more of a mentality than just a starter, you know, if you're a starter, here you go. Yeah, I mean, and, and, and you know, traditionally, I guess you just kind of think that it seems to be that usually there's all starters have them, and then, there, yeah, there's a few extra guys that end up getting them um, either at the beginning of the year yeah. or by year's end if they're just key contributors. And, and that's kind of the way that, I, that I'd like to see it. Um, and, again, I, don't, I just don't have a big problem with the way that they're doing it. Um, 
I, I think it's it just seems like a formality, though. I, I don't know why. Like the whole black shirt thing? No, just the, withholding it from somebody that hasn't played okay. in a Husker uniform. Um, you know, they've got it in their press guide. I saw it the other day that you know, O'Shawn Mathis has more tackles for a loss than anybody in his class other than Will Anderson. Um, the guy's pretty good. I mean, <laughs> you brought yeah. him in. Um, you would think that it took some NIL to bring him in. And, uh, he, you know, the, the, so all of this just seems like they're they, – I don't know if they need – maybe they needed to send a message to one of the guys. I'm not sure. Uh, that's an interesting way to think about it. That's that's an interesting way to think about it is, it, like, especially if it's a guy of that caliber. Yeah. Maybe or, they, maybe somebody's got too big of an ego. Or, or they just honestly, need to maybe it's a bring him down the, a bit. A message to the entire defense. Like, the, the guys that aren't – that don't have black shirts that aren't O'Shawn Mathis or aren't Tommy Hill. Maybe it's a message to those guys saying, you're not going to come in here and just because you think you have the right mentality or just because you light up the stat sheet, there's it takes more to be a black shirt. Like It's it's about the body of work. I, I just keep going back to that. Um, and when we talk about the body of work, let's uh, let's hear from Eric Shenander on, on Marquise Buford and Colton Feast earning, earning their black shirt here. Yeah, I mean, I thought Marquise could have played last year. Um... Not that he was ready to start or better than one of those guys, but I would have felt comfortable putting him in the game. Um, this year, he's done everything he's supposed to do. He's played some uh, corner for us. He's played some safety for us. Uh, he's he's done everything right, and he's he's really deserved one. Colton Feast has done it the hard way. Um, probably the you know one of the the most favorite ones for me to give. You know he he's he came here. He's a, he's a walk on from Utah, Nebraska. Uh, he's had to work hard at it. He's done it the hard way. And he's kept fighting. He kept getting better. He's kept grinding, and he's really proved that he belongs. And he's proved that he's uh, he should be out there with the with the ones right now. So once again, like it really just feels like it's about the body of work and and what you've done, how long you've been here, how much work you've put in, and it's more of a mentality than just the stat sheet, which I I'm not against. Like I'm okay with that. Well, and I think there there would probably be, and I know we 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 do this every year about how you should how you should hand out the black shirts and and when it's done, um, comparing that approach to previous years. Like you mentioned, Bo earlier, you know he had he had guys earn it throughout the season, didn't yeah. hand them preseason. I think back in back in you know the the mid nineties or whatever, it was hand them out preseason, and then the teams were kind of fearful. You know, they came as a group, but that was at a time, and that and that's the point of it all, kind of wrapping it all together, is. It's a solid unit, and it and it's it's, it it's it was probably the better unit last year than your offense. It's not, it's not, um, it's not a top ten defense. It's it's not something that the nation are, is kind of thinking of black about the black shirt defense. You know, that's kind of a local story right now, um, just because they haven't been overwhelming in years past. And I, I think if you really need wanted to get critical or wanted to have too much of a discussion about it. You'd have to return to that level of a defense um, to really get myself that invested in it. I mean, I like I like the tradition. I but it's just you've seen enough coaches do different things with it that it's not really going to bother you. And it all um, it, it it just it, it 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 falls a little bit on deaf ears to me when it when the unit's not overwhelming or and I love it I, I love the the promotion of it I love the fact um, very few schools I believe have um, this kind of love for that side of the ball particularly I think that's kind of cool for recruits I think it's uh, you know it, it makes Nebraska stand out 
but it's just you know I've I've been through enough years where they do have that top unit in the nation, and you're proud to, to say you know throw the bones or you want to see them you know you can argue about they're one of the best defenses in the nation. I just don't think they're quite there. Maybe they can they can make that jump this season. Um, the other thing that I that I kind of take away from it, other than you know the the, the you know Farmer and Buford and and Feast, and you're kind of thinking their starters is. Did they replace JoJo Doman sufficiently? Because the guys that were there uh, at the nickel position aren't new guys. You know, it's Chris Kalarovich and, and, and Isaac Gifford, who all continue to call Luke Gifford on accident throughout the season. Yeah. Um, but in any case, those are guys that have been in Nebraska uniforms. So is did they did they find, to me, did they deem one of those guys where they have a black shirt? It seems not quite yet. And you would think that that's kind of the starting unit, and that's what they kind of rolled out with a lot of teams in fact, are moving to uh, kind of have this nickel position of having, you know, that type of guy out there. And um, so I don't know. I, I think maybe more expect more base defense and, and less kind of that, that position. And, yeah. and I thought that might be the case all along because JoJo Doman um, – is is pretty tough to replace. I mean, he he does he was at a, he did this whole thing at a high level. Like I said, many teams are adopting this. This is kind of taking over football. Uh, yet around the nation, he was considered one of the best. So it, it's uh, I think it's going to be um, one of those things we can just have to approach approach it by um, you know a group replacing JoJo. I mean, you're not going to get one guy to get in there and just do everything that he did. Um, but we'll see because I, I did I did find that interesting that a nickel position which they changed it up they you know they kind of ad- ad- adapted and adjusted to modern day college football and they they put that position on the roster this off season uh, whether we thought it was called the Nick for a while do you think it's I mean you're Nick you it's it would, the nickel yeah it's the nickel. <laughs> I think We're they good. I think it was just because they on the on your phones it was. There was not enough space for exactly. nickel, so for a while we're like, hey, there's a new Nick position. I don't think they've ever said anything about that. But in any case, um, yeah, I, so that's what I kind of read read from it. It's just I, I think that those are the starters. Could be wrong. Right? Like I said, in the, in the past, you've had top backups get it, so there's a chance Colton Feast maybe you know gets the black shirt. He's a, he's a top backup, and Stephon Wynn or uh, Devin Drew wrote out there. But, you know, there's other guys that you look at, like Nash Hutmacher. I don't expect him to start now. Yeah. Yeah, which is which? Which uh, the whole? Col- I mean, we had the conversation yesterday towards the end of the show that when this was announced about uh, Colton Feast. Now that he gets a black shirt, you would expect him to be at one of those interior defensive line positions right next to Ty Robinson. Doc says this on the text line, uh, Honda Lincoln Hotline, Starter Heyman text line four zero two four six four five six eight five. I agree with Block. The black shirts don't really mean as much when the defense would be lucky to be a top thirty unit. And I, I guess maybe that's where this is something I said yesterday. I received a little bit of flack for it as well. How much does a black shirt mean when you go out and give a, or allow 62 points? How much does a black shirt mean? I mean, what kind of quality of defense is it or output if you go out, go out and allow 62 points against an Ohio State team? Like, you look at Nebraska last year. I think Nebraska last year is an, uh, an interesting example because ne- Nebraska's defense last season gave them the opportunity to be in a lot of games. Nebraska was in a lot of games because of the defense. Michigan State was one of them. Illinois, you could argue, is one of them. These games, it's, it, most of the time, it was the offense making all, a lot of mistakes, whether it was turnovers, whether it was unnecessary roughness penalties, whether it was uh, holding penalties, whether it was missing blocks. A lot of times it was the offense that was the reason that Nebraska was kind of on the struggle bus and was losing these one-score games, is special teams and offense. And so 
last year you didn't see Nebraska allow 62 points to an Ohio State. You didn't see Nebraska allow 50 points to Michigan or Michigan State. Like, you just didn't see that. And so um, that, that makes, that, that's maybe what gives me confidence in this thing is heading in the right direction. The whole black shirt idea of it is because Eric Shenander gets that part of it. He, he's, he's like, I know he's from Iowa, but Raf said yesterday he, he feels like a Nebraska guy. He feels like he, he's the right guy to lead this, this defensive unit. Um, and we're getting this a lot on the text line, and I, I mean, I agree with it. Um, DJ in Lincoln says another mountain out of a molehole time to play a game. Uh, and, and, and Joe in Boulder says, God, do we need an actual game? This is a non-story that people are looking for something to stir the pot about. And I, I like, yes, it is. But I guess it was, it was making a lot of rounds on Twitter, on social media. Um, and you guys had a lot of thoughts as well. I mean, we got calls on our show about how they should not, they should, they have to give out 11 every single year. And, like, if I don't want them just to give it out just to give it out. That's where the tradition starts to really get watered down, um, in my opinion. Um, so, I, I don't know. We'll, we'll see what happens. But if, um, if they were going to do that to me, and, and I, again, I understand the reasoning. I don't make a big deal out of it. Um, and, really, <laughs> I know we all just want to play a game, but you, there are still two two more days, and, and there's content coming out of oh boy, two more Dublin. Days. So, uh, you know, it, it's <laughs> we we can't really we can't start the game early, so we've got to talk about something. Um, I, and I don't think that there's too big of a deal made out of it. And, I, and again, it, do it whatever way you want to um, until you have a top unit. I, I don't think I'm going to care all that much. Um, but like you said, I mean, I do understand and, and respect the fact that they, they've had made strides under Eric Shenander and some of those games. I mean, they, Ohio State's offense was probably the best in the nation at full strength last year. Mm-hmm. Nebraska held them to a season low. Kenneth Walker was a Doak Walker award winner. Couldn't get a first down in the second half. I mean, you held, the, him, you held him to 19 carries for 61 yards. Yeah, and which I'm sure was pretty close to a season low for him. I'm sure it was. So, I mean, they they and and routinely just making great plays. I mean, the Oklahoma game, um, you know, uh, was <laughs> lost more because of blocked PATs returned for touchdowns and holding calls and missed field goals and all that. Um, so the you know the the defense was definitely the best unit last year, and 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 sometimes you can kind of think too instead of well until they're a top. 20 unit then I don't care you know maybe you try to 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 motivate them by propping up the black shirts and they're kind of at that level where it's kind of you know their numbers weren't great but they you could tell they were a good unit so um maybe kind of bringing back that that sort of swagger on you know preseason we'll get this this team fired up to to make that jump but um I guess I I just I I don't see it as big of a deal again I think it's just kind of silly that maybe two of your best players don't have a black shirt um that are starting um where where I'd I'd probably rather do the other you know the opposite of it like these guys are studs Luke yeah. Reimer is is a black shirt guys that that earned it last year are black shirts maybe give out seven black shirts and then say these other guys haven't started for Nebraska we need to see you know Marquis Buford um maybe could have played last year but he didn't did you know has he quite earned his black shirt. I don't I'm not sitting here saying he hasn't if he's starting, right? Yeah, uh, because know. I altogether I think I, I think I agree probably with Thrill Farley that um you know I, I like it to be as a unit thing. You know, I don't I don't I don't I, I think that, that, that if they would have just handed out eleven that would have been solid. But maybe they're not trying to tip off the depth chart. A lot of this is they're they're trying to hide they haven't they haven't set out a depth chart. They're trying to kinda hide and, and be mysterious going into game one against Northwestern. I want to get to that conversation in the next segment, the whole depth chart discussion. Doc asks, honestly, does anyone even remember the last time the defense made a play to win the game? 
Can you think of anything off the top of your head? To win the game. <laughs> to win the game. I mean, it'd be it'd be like a fourth down stop. Um, obviously, a, tor- a turnover. Well, it wasn't Fordham or Buffalo or Northwestern. Those were all that was, so it wasn't last pretty year. convincing. Yeah, so it wasn't last year. It's been a while since they've won too many games. <laughs> um, so That's I don't know. Yeah, you, know, you think back to Levante David. I mean, I'm sure it hasn't been that oh, long, nine. but <laughs> no, it's like 2011 That's... when he ripped out the the Penn State. Uh, uh, Ohio State. Yeah, I mean, he well, he did it a few times. Yeah, is, is that's the point. That's the point. <laughs> I mean, he was he was a game changer. Hasn't been that long. Somebody but. says uh, 1997 Missouri in overtime. <laughs> South Alabama a couple years ago, they had four like four picks. Four picks. Yeah, I can't say that Britt had one. Penn State COVID year. Okay, so that Penn State the COVID year. The Ben Stilley sack. The Ben Stilley sack. There you go. Yeah. What, what's interesting about that? That game was so weird because, um, that game was so weird because their their offense started out hot. Nebraska's did. They came out. They were up out to a big lead. Started Luke McCaffrey. Completely sputtered in the second half. And Will Levis comes in and looks like a Heisman finalist for Penn State and ends up getting back and getting close to this thing. Um, and, and it was just – that was frustrating. Um, Oregon home game, that says, a couple years ago. Lamar Jackson interception to uh, seal the win against Northwestern at home a few seasons ago. Um, and like, I, I just wonder – how big of a deal it was that they didn't give out 11 and you know it's no it's not a big deal because here's the here's the reality of it Bach come Monday come Tuesday O'Shawn and Tommy Hill might have theirs that's what I'm thinking again yeah it's just they want to see him in an in-game like situation all right when we come back let's talk a little bit about depth chart should Nebraska release a depth chart why do we care um, we'll, we'll kind of dive into that a little bit also later in the show the athletic wrote an article tearing the coaches Listing out each coach in Power 5 football into a tier. Where does Scott Frost lay? Where does Scott Frost lie, I guess would be the right word. And where does Pat Fitzgerald come in on the uh, the article? We get to all that coming up in a couple minutes. 402-464-5685. want to hear from you guys the entire show. It's early break on the ticket. 